Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. And so, dear ones, this is not a situation where you have someone who has been startled by what they see or caught off guard by what they, they're seeing or, or made afraid of something or intimidated by it. This is a situation, dear ones, where because of what a person is seeing, it impacts them down to the core of their being and any sense of strength and stability that they had is taken away from them. Any sense of strength, any sense of stability, any, here we go now, any courage that you had is stripped of you. You thought you was, I ain't afraid, I ain't scared, I ain't scared. Yes, you are. That's why you're shaking like that. Yes, you are. Tell us who saved the devil. You're just scared. You're just, just shaking. And so everybody in the room sees this. They see the king. He's shaking. But there was back in Daniel, the fifth chapter. Notice what it says, verses 7 through 9. It says, the king cried aloud to bring in the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. And the king spake and said to the wise men of Babylon, Whosoever shall read this writing and show me the interpretation thereof shall be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about his neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Lord have mercy. Then came in all the king's wise men, but they could not read the writing nor make known to the king the interpretation thereof. Then was King Belshazzar greatly troubled, and his countenance was changed in him, and his lords were astonished. Now, in response to what Belshazzar has seen, he calls for all of the wise men of Babylon to come to him so that they can read and then interpret for him the writing that is upon the palace wall. So he, he sees this writing. Now, as I said, he was the only one that saw the hand, but everybody was able to see the writing because otherwise they would not be able to read it nor interpret it. So everybody sees the writing on the wall. See, because get the wise men in here. Get them in here right now. I need for you to read this for me. And I need for you to tell me what it means. Read it for me and tell me what it's, what it's saying to me. 
And all of them come in and they see the writing on the wall. They see it there. But none of them are able to figure out what it says. I I see the writing, King. I, I see it there. Do you see it? Do you see it? I see it there, King. I see it. I just can't read it. I don't know what it's saying. None of his wise men, none of his astrologers, none of his soothsayers are able to figure out the writing on the wall. And because they can't read it, they can also not interpret it. So they can't understand what it's trying to say. The text goes on to say, because Belshazzar's wise men are not able to do this, dear ones, the text says that his color changed. In other words, he got, you thought he was scared before. Now, now, terror, not just fear, terror is gripping him. Because his color changed. And all of his wise men are astonished. They're like, what what does it say? Nobody knows. Now, this state of affairs that we see taking place, dear ones, where the wise men of Babylon are not able to read nor interpret what's be, what has been written, dear ones, this state of affairs should not surprise us. And it should not amaze us. Because we see something similar to this happening every time someone who does not ask or allow the Holy Ghost to help them to understand the Word of God tries to tell you what the Bible says. I want to say that one more time. This, what, what we see happening here, it shouldn't surprise us. Because we see this happening all the time. You see it happening anytime. Somebody who does not stop and say, Holy Spirit, help me to understand what your word is saying. Help me to understand what the word of God is saying to me. Anytime you fail to ask the Holy Ghost for his help, and you try to interpret the Bible on your own, you are doing exactly what these wise men are doing. You will not be able to understand any of it. We have people that are writing books and, 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 and writing you know, chapters and, and pages upon page upon page. They have yet to ask the Holy Ghost, what are you, what are you trying to say out of your word? What are you trying to say to me? And there was, let me give you all a revelation. Let me give you all a revelation. Just because you Googled it doesn't mean it's right. Just because you looked it up on the internet does not mean that that is actually what the Bible actually says. You better back up a little bit and ask the Holy Ghost to help you to understand what the Word of God is saying. Lord have mercy. We've got, we've, we've, we've got Google savvy preachers. We've got internet expert preachers. We have biblically, biblically illiterate preachers. You know how to Google. You don't know how to read the scriptures. You know how to look something up on the internet and get something pithy and sharp and, and edgy to say. You don't know how to open the scriptures up and say, Holy Ghost, help me to understand so I can help somebody else to understand. Lord have mercy. They're trying to figure it out. They're trying to understand. I don't know. What do you you think? What do you think it says? I don't don't know what it says. They're going back and forth. The wise men of Babylon. They're just frustrated, confused. And the king is more terrified. 
But dear ones, let me go a little farther and I'll be done. Notice what he says, verse 10. He says, now the, king, now the queen, by reason of the words of the king and his lords, came into the banquet house. And the queen spake and said, O king, live forever. Let not your thoughts trouble you, nor let your countenance be changed. There is a man in your kingdom, in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And in the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, was found in him. Whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, your father, the king, I say, your father, made master of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers. For as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding, interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts was found in the same Daniel, whom the king named Belshazzar. Now let Daniel be called and he will show you the interpretation. Now, now, here we go. The queen that we're talking about here is actually Belshazzar's mother. It's not his wife. It's his mama. And so his mama hears what's going on. Because now word is beginning to travel. Word is getting out in the, in the, in the palace. You know, there's somebody wrote on the wall and the king's afraid and nobody can understand. And, and people are confounded and they don't know what to do. Mama hears about it. And mama says, let me go in here and see what's happening to my baby. What's happening to my baby? And she goes in there and she says, oh, king, live forever. Because she has to realize that other people are there. And she can't talk to him like, that's my son. I have to recognize him as being the king because that's who he is. He is the king. Oh, king, live forever. There is somebody in your kingdom that can help you. There is somebody here that can help you. Lord have mercy. And she says, in the days of your father, I say, your father. Notice the text says, your father, I say, your father, remember, your daddy, something like this happened with your daddy, remember, and there was somebody that helped your daddy, remember, Lord have mercy, and so she points this out to the king. And the reason why she knows that she knows this, dear ones, because as I said, she's saying that there's somebody in your kingdom that can help you with this problem. And the reason why she knows this is because this man was the one who was able to help his father, Belshazzar's father, King Nebuchadnezzar, when he faced a similar situation. Now, this is making reference to the dreams that Nebuchadnezzar had that are recorded for us in Daniel, the second chapter, and then in Daniel, the fourth chapter. We've already talked about Nebuchadnezzar's dreams and the inability of the wise men of Babylon to interpret those dreams. And Daniel was able to help him out. Now, the thing, dear ones, that we need to see is this. Based upon what Daniel will later say to Belshazzar concerning all that we see his mother doing here, dear ones, what his mother is doing here is not informing him of something. She is reminding him of something. She's not informing him like he doesn't know this. She is reminding him of something. She is not informing him of something that he did not know already. Like he did not know what had happened with his father prior to this event. He may not have known, and the text will help us to see, probably he did not know who it was that helped his dad out. But he did know what happened to his dad. He may not, know, he may not have known that it was Daniel that helped his father out, but he had full knowledge of what had happened to his father and the reasons behind it. Belshazzar had full knowledge of what had happened to his dad. 
Now, for those that, 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 that don't remember when we talked about this in Daniel, the fourth chapter, the previous chapter, we saw how Nebuchadnezzar, because of his arrogance and because of his pride, the Lord stripped everything from him. And he literally became like an animal. And this period of time that he became like this was for seven years. He lived out in the grass. He ate grass like an ox. The Bible says that his hair became so dense it was like the, the feathers on a bird. And his fingernails got so long that they became like claws. And he lived like this. He had lost his mind and he lived like that for seven years. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on this station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax-deductible, and they can be sent to The Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. He may, not know, he may not have known that it was Daniel that helped his father out, but he had full knowledge of what had happened to his father and the reasons behind it. Belshazzar had full knowledge of what had happened to his dad. Now, for those that, 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 that don't remember when we talked about this in Daniel, the fourth chapter, the previous chapter, we saw how Nebuchadnezzar, because of his arrogance and because of his pride, the Lord stripped everything from him and he literally became like an animal and this period of time that he became like this was for seven years he lived out in the grass he ate grass like an ox the Bible says that his hair became so dense it was like the the feathers on a bird and his fingernails got so long that they became like claws And he lived like this. He had lost his mind and he lived like that for seven years. Belshazzar knows this. His son has full knowledge of what has happened to his dad. That's why the mother says, in the days of your father, I say your father. She's trying to remind him. Remember what happened to your dad? There is somebody that can help you. And what she is doing here, dear ones, is she is reminding him of something that he already knows about. And in a subtle way, she is encouraging him to not forget the lesson that he should have learned because of what he saw his father go through. She is trying to encourage him 
son, don't forget the lesson. You should have learned something. By watching your dad go through what he went through, you should have learned something. By watching your loved one go through what they went through, you should have learned something. By having those experiences that you had first-hand knowledge of and first-hand insight into, you were there for the whole thing. You saw every stage. You were there for every step. That should have taught you something. You should have learned something from what you have seen. Some lesson should have come through. At times, dear ones, we see others go through things. We see other things happening with people. We see these things taking place and we, we feel sad and we feel sorry. But we never stop to realize maybe God is trying to teach me something. Maybe God is trying to show me something. Like the song from The Color Purple. Maybe God is trying to tell you something. God allows you to see these things. God allows you to see these issues going on. God gives us examples for our learning. So that we can see and either learn to emulate their actions and and imitate their actions and, 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 and things that they do. Or learn from them and not do those things. Learn not to imitate them. Belshazzar sees all, he saw all that his dad went through. He saw everything that happened with his dad. But he failed to learn the lessons that could have been available to him. And dear ones, sometimes it is one of the great blessings that the Lord gives to us when he gives to us friends and loved ones, family members and spouses that will love us enough to come and remind us of some lessons that we should have learned either because of what we have gone through personally or because of what we have seen others go through. It is one of the great blessings that God gives to us. When he gives us somebody, whether it's a loved one, a family member, a spouse. Now, when the spouse does it, we call it nagging. And we want to say, stop nagging me. Stop bugging me. I know, I know, I know, I know. No, well, hold on, hold on. I ain't trying to bug you. I ain't trying to nag you. But I am trying to remind you of something that you should have learned because of what you saw. You should have learned because of what you went through. You should have learned because of what you saw what, what you saw this other person go through. Let me show you a couple things and I'll be done. Back to Proverbs, the 27th chapter. Proverbs 27, verses 9 and 10, real quickly. Proverbs 27. Ointment and perfume rejoice the heart. So does the sweetness of a man's friend by hearty counsel. Your own friend and your father's friend forsake not. Neither go into your brother's house in the day of your calamity. For, for better is a neighbor that is near than a brother far off. Amen. He, says, he says, ointment and perfume rejoice the heart. Makes your heart happy. You smell, something, you smell something that smells nice to you, smells good to you. You get a smile on your face. It smells good. It smells good. The scripture goes on to say, in the same way, so is the sweetness of a man's friend by hearty counsel, by good, solid counsel. It ought to rejoice your heart in the same way. And then the writer goes on to say, your, he says your, uh, uh, he said in that 10th verse, your own friend and your father's friend. Not just your friend, but a friend of the family. 
not just your friend, but a friend of the family that cares about you and cares about your family. Forsake not, neither go into your brother's house into, in the day of your calamity. Some people say, well, no, I ain't going to listen to you. I'm going to listen to my brother over here. I'm going to go see what he has to say. Well, hold on a second. God may be trying to help you with this person. Yes. God may be trying to warn you through this person. Go into your brother or go into your family member or go into your friend. They may be giving you the wrong advice. Yes. God may be trying to help you through this person. Amen. Because a, bro- a friend that is near is better than a brother far off. You don't need help tomorrow. You need help right now. And your friend can give that to you with hearty counsel. Now, 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 just to make sure that we're keeping things in its proper context. If we go back just a couple verses in Proverbs 27 to verse 5, it says, Open rebuke is better than secret love. Open rebuke is better. Now, he says this before he gets to the top part about your friend. See, because sometimes, dear ones, in order to help remind you of some lessons that you should have learned because of what you have seen firsthand, sometimes your friend has to rebuke you. They, they, They have to come and talk sternly to you. What is wrong with you? What is going on with you? Don't you remember what, what happened to Joe? Don't you remember what happened to Sue? Don't you, don't you remember what happened to Sam? Did, weren't you paying attention when Brenda went through that? Are you now paying attention? What is wrong? Open rebuke is better than secret love. Oh, I love them too much to say something. I, love, I, I don't want to jeopardize our friendship. They're, they're my friend. I can't say anything. They're, 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 I care for them. They're, 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 we're, we're, we're brothers. We're, we're strong here. Brothers. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to jeopardize that by saying something that may offend them. Lord have mercy. Open rebuke is better than secret love. The next verse of Scripture. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Yes. Yes, they are. Wounds hurt. Yes. Wounds leave marks. Wounds, wounds take time to heal. But the Bible says faithful are those kinds of wounds when they come from somebody that loves you. When they come from somebody that cares enough about you to take on the possibility of losing that relationship because they love you too much to let you go on and not pay attention to the lessons you should have learned. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. But the kisses, I love you, I love you, kiss, kiss, I love you. The kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Folk could tell you all day long, I love you, kiss, 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 I love you, I love you. Stop all that. Stop all that. If you really loved me, you would have told me, you would have caught me and pulled me to the side and said, what are you doing? What's going on with you? Weren't you paying attention? These are things you should know because of what you have seen personally. But some of us, dear ones, the Lord is saying, there's some things you should know by now because of what you have seen personally. You saw how that worked out for that person. I let you see it. You saw how things went for that gentleman. 
I let you go through it with him. You saw how that marriage turned out when they didn't do what they were supposed to do. You saw the end result. You saw how their financial situation turned out when they started using the money for whatever they wanted to and didn't pay attention to the things they needed to. You saw it firsthand. You, you should learn. You should know this. Things you should, things you should know. Things you should have been paying attention to. Things that I protected you from, but I gave you a ringside seat to see it all. I protected you. I kept you. I secured you. It didn't touch you. Because I was keeping you. But I gave you a ringside seat to watch it all play out. Weren't you paying attention? Weren't you paying attention to anything? Did you think that that kind of thing could not happen to you too? Lord have mercy. Hello dear ones, this is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life.